3: It's Rick Tittle!
4: Hey, hey, ho, ho, your ugly face has got to go because it is a hump day edition of Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. You got to check me out on Twitch.tv as I I almost never wear a baseball hat. I just don't like the way hats feel because I'm so sensitive. <laughs> I have a very delicate scalp. No, but if you look on Twitch.tv, I got kind of this Rod Stewart rooster mohawk thing going right now you know rick i was never interested in twitch.tv but now that you say that i kind of want to see it uh today on the show <clears throat> your calls fantastic entertainment 1-800-878-PLAY 1-800-878-7529 will get you in and get you heard girl wherever you might happen to be All over this great land of ours, coast-to-coast, border-to-border. You know we're on the American Forces Radio Network, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard, National Guard, Space Force. All that good stuff. So come on in and get heard at 1-800-878-PLAY. We got some guests today. We're going to do Simon Holden right off the bat here coming over from uh, England talking a little golf From ATN, We'll also have Carrie Kasem. I'm Casey Kasem. That's her dad. Lonnie Anderson. We're at WKRP in San Francisco, Cincinnati. She'll be at 1012. We'll have Army vet Travis Mills, inspirational guy. He'll return in about an hour and a half. TV personality Bill Anderson's got a new show on Fox Soul. And uh, closing out the show, director Gigi Gaston, no one sings like Gaston, no one. She has a new film called Nine Bullets with Lena Headley and Sam Worthington. So we'll talk to Gigi. All right, uh, the Twitter is at Rick Tittle. We got three hours. Come on back. And now today's steel lawn care
2: tip of the day. One lawn weed can quickly turn to more. Even freshly planted lawns usually inherit weeds and weed seeds. When planting new grass seed, avoid pre-emergent weed controls, such as crabgrass preventers and combination weed and feed fertilizers. These products are designed to keep weed seeds from germinating, but they can work against grass seed in the same way. Target tough weeds with effective spot treatments. And now a word from Steel Outdoor Power Equipment. Why? Just
5: think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one, and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real Steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com.
2: Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies.
6: No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose 3 to 5 pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by MedDiet. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to Body Sculpt.
1: Call for your risk-free offer. 800-738-5332. 800-738-5332. 800-738-5332. That's 800-738-5332.
7: Right now, sports betting is the fastest growing industry in the world. To consistently cash tickets at the sports books, it's best to be armed with the right plays from the best sports bettors in the business. That's what you'll get at AgainstTheNumber.com. At AgainstTheNumber.com, you'll get specialists with decades of experience betting multiple sports at a high level and many sports-specific packages from the NFL to college basketball to cricket to soccer. To the European tour that gives you a consistent edge on the sports book. For a highly skilled, reasonably priced team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing, and one thing only, beating the books at their own game. Visit AgainstTheNumber.com. That's AgainstTheNumber.com.
8: Titillating sports. With Rick Tittle Rick Tittle is a genius the best show ever He's so wonderful Genius The best show ever He's so wonderful Tittle lighting sports with Rick Tittle Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome He's a genius
4: Thanks for that. And welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. When we get Simon Holden, we'll throw him on the air. That's what we'll do. Uh, Major League Baseball opening day mañana. And yet the disappointment has already begun. What do you mean, Rick? Two games have already been rained out. <laughs> How is that possible? They don't. Didn't you say tomorrow? Yeah. I did, but the Yankees and the Red Sox will not begin tomorrow because they said we're going to go ahead and reschedule it because of Friday, because Thursday tomorrow <clears throat> is supposed to be a cloud burst. And um, the Mariners at Twins have pushed their game back from Thursday to Friday As well. Uh, as well. Is well? All that's well, that ends well. Is well, uh, So that's been pushed back. And there's also a foreseeable Mets and Nationals game um, because the District of Columbia is expecting uh, bad weather uh, as well. So I was thinking about um, my A's at Philly on Friday. By the way, this is going to be the last. We're still in first place, and I'm going to hold on to that. Hold on to it, baby. But uh, we'll get underway at 11.20. We'll be on the air tomorrow when Major League uh, Baseball will begin their season with the Brew Crew at the Friendly Confines on the north side of Chicago, baby. And then Mets at Nationals, Guardians at Royals, Pirates at Cards, Reds at Braves, Astros at Angels, and Padres at Diamondbacks. All right, we do have Simon Holden with us, and he is from AgainstTheNumber.com, which is a highly skilled team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the sports books at their own game. They cover every sport worldwide from the NFL to college basketball to soccer to cricket to tennis to European hockey, and all of them are proven winners. They offer full season, end of current season, one month, one week, one day, and one-year specialist-specific packages, their prices are reasonable, their tracking and distribution process is simple, and the results are real. Simon is the golf guy, and he joins us from the UK. And uh, Simon, the Masters, uh, of course, is on uh, everybody's mind in the uh, golf world. Um, do you think Tiger makes the cut?
9: Oh, well, good good morning, Rick. Um... I think if Tiger makes the cut, it will be one of his greatest achievements in his career. To come back, fire against the best guys in the world after effectively 18 months off for a serious injury. Wow, I can't see it, Rick. I think he's going to have the weekend off.
4: All right, the the Irishman Rory McIlroy, from what I'm hearing, his really struggling with his irons and people saying don't take him but whenever you write a guy off like that they seem to rise up what do you think
9: I think he if he and Tiger share a hobby keep it clean like uh, hiking canoeing kayaking as we call it in the states then I think they could maybe arrange it because I'm going to make a shot prediction Rory and Tiger we'll have the weekend off.
4: <laughs> Favorites-wise, a lot of people seem to be looking at Xander Schauffele and um, just be in the mix at least. But his last two starts in Augusta at April have been tied for second and tied for third. Of course, coming up just short to uh, Hideki Matsuyama. Last year, he splashed his tee shot at 16, which was a par three. But what do you think about Xander?
9: I think Xander in the uh, ten to you know, place in the top ten markets, fine. But if we look at all his key stats, Rick, he has slid this year. And um, this is a guy who was blown four tournaments in a row when he's led going into the last round. I'd be very surprised if he's wearing the uh, the tiny green jacket on Sunday night. But you know, he's a serial contender, isn't he? So we expect him to. Uh, I actually think Xander might have one of his. Uh, poorer masters. I think he comes here with quite a bit to prove.
4: The tiny green jacket. You think maybe they'll give him... Only a, f- a
9: little, only a little fellow, isn't he?
4: Yeah, the, what is he maybe, a, uh, a 36 regular?
9: Um, the last time I measured him, I think he was a 34. <laughs> <ring>. <laughs> uh,
4: well, a top 10 lock is going to be the Spaniard with the fantastic Spanish name John Rom. Uh, how do you yeah. think about him as a favorite?
9: And, and the even more fantastic Spanish California accent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see it. I think he's come in. I think he's a weak favorite. I want to get both the favorites in matchups in in any play I can get. John Rahm and Justin Thomas are joint favorites with most of the books on either side of the pond. And I cannot see it at all. I'm not saying it won't win, of course, but dreadful value. John Rahm has come into this event, Rick, in far better form and fallen flat. He comes here himself saying he's got huge putting issues. Well, I don't want to be hearing that before I unload my dollar at 12 to 1. So I think, again, that the top two in the market, JT and Rahm, are going to be missing out for another year.
4: Do you think I have a California accent, Simon?
9: I think it's more Californian than Spanish, Rick.
4: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, also hearing uh, people say Dustin Johnson will play this weekend, but he doesn't have a chance. What about DJ?
9: That's utterly insane. Anyone who's saying that must be taken away to a dark room and never let out. Mm-hmm. Two year- Now, Masters champions have a dreadful record in the following year. Now I always find that a fascinating stat that you can claim the cre- green jacket, you can uh, whatever size you are, you can, um, you know, you can be the master of the Masters place. So Augusta is yours, and you come back, and it's so difficult to do. The pressure on the player, the media commitments, whatever it is that stops them winning. Well, of course he's done that. He's had his following year, two years since he won. He shot 63 at Sawgrass in the last round. He went out in the poorest weather at Sawgrass every day, still finished top 10. I think he comes in as a major contender.
4: All right, who do you like better between these semi-sleepers? Cameron Smith, the big Aussie, or lurking in the weeds, Tony Finau?
9: Well, Big T is going to be my selection for your listeners mm-hmm. because I think he. this is a guy who played fantastic golf the year Tiger 1, he, he went out in the last group on Sunday, he got caught up in the Tiger story he took his eye off the ball he has broken, so we, we know he plays well here we know he hits the ball a long way, we know the conditions, the course has, course has been lengthened, it's going to be damp weather it's going to play long, he's got that covered, uh, we know he can win now, he's, he's, he's broken through for a win, and what I like about Fino this year is that this is um, we're not talking about him at 16-20-1 Rick, we're talking about him at 50-1 to one with all these places available with the books, uh, I think he's going to have a huge week uh, and of course, you know, you talk about Xander schofler he's less than half the price of uh, Fino, and I think Fino will be in the, in the top 10 so I really think he's somebody we can all get behind uh, and have a big week Cameron Smith um, devastating winning the players. If he brings the same putting boots, he's going to be a real contender, but has the market found him? Uh, six weeks ago, he was 33-1, to 1. he now is 14s, Rick. He's becoming a little bit tight at the market for me.
4: Putting boots or pussin' boots?
9: Um, mixture of the two.
4: Gotcha. Last question for you, Simon. Um, Jordan Spieth, Five um top three finishes at Augusta, three top threes in his last four. He just really likes this course. So he's always gonna be around. Do you think he finally puts it all together?
9: If I hadn't watched him last week, I would have said yes. Now the great imponderable for any listener is with any golf tournament, particularly the majors and particularly the masters, do we favor course form and event form, or do we look at recent form? You know, I could have won the previous two tournaments, rock up here and be absolutely hopeless at Augusta. Spieth, he has looked a man... Uh, we like He looked like he'd come back last year. Now he looks like he's gone away again. This place is going to have to fire him up. And unusually, Rick, he comes here well down in the putting stats. Traditionally, he comes here either number one in the putting stats or in the top five. I think he's about 70, 80. So um, I think he's, he's got a big, big job to turn this round this week.
4: There he is, Simon Holden, and make sure to check him out on AgainstTheNumber.com. Have a great Masters, my friend, and we'll catch up soon.
9: I hope so. Have a great Have a great Masters, everyone.
4: All right. I'm Rick Tuttle We'll take a quick break, and we'll come on back with some open lines. We'll mm-hmm.
3: if you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes,
1: call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635.
11: You spent over a decade in the Middle East, and I just wanted to say that I'm a great fan of your work. Well, thank you I, very I, much I Don't that. interrupt me, please. Thank you.
12: <laughs>
13: You must be crazy. Use a D.O.G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened.
4: All right, and uh, we have some open lines if you'd like to get in at 1-800-878-PLAY. And, uh, you know, the original Rust Eater, all Deep Penetrating Oil, they'd like me to give you a little banter today. And so I thought I'd tell you the story about a young man grew up in Jackson, Wyoming, and all he wanted was to buy himself a a truck, a pickup truck, but he wanted it made in America. He wanted a Chevy Silverado or a Ford F-150 or a GMC. He wanted to stay true to his country. Finally got that truck after Picking rock on a ranch. A lot of people don't know when you you go out to the fields and you you churn them up with them combines. A lot of rocks come up, and they keep coming up for all eternity, so you just got to get down there. Got the sun on the back of your neck, and you just pick rocks. And you throw them onto a buzzard wagon. Yeah, that's right. And you make money. Well, this young man, he finally got that truck. And it was used... Hell, he couldn't afford a new one. He wasn't no fancy pan city slicker. Yeah, that's right. He didn't even have email. He didn't even have mail. That's right. And he bought the truck, and he realized it had some stuck ball joints. He also realized it uh, needed to remove the exhaust manifold, and it was much to his chagrin that he found there were some frozen emergency brake cables. What was he to do? He talked to his friend Maynard. Maynard didn't have two pennies to rub together, but he was smart. And Maynard said, I got something for you. It's the original rust eater free all de- deep penetrating oil. And so he went down to his auto zone to the O'Reilly to the Napa. And each time he sang the little jingle in his head, he went to AutoZone. And he thought, get in the zone, AutoZone. And on the way to O'Reilly, he was going, oh, 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 O'Reilly, auto parts. Yo! And then, Napa no how, Napa no how. And also at Walmart. And he sang the Walmart song, too. Walmart, Walmart, it's the best store on earth. He might have made up that one, but he went down there to get that free all because industrial strength free all spreads deep into rusted or frozen parts, freeing them with ease. The three part formula delivers three times more lubricant. It takes less spray, less torque and less time than any other penetrating oil to get the job done. Free all is also body shop safe. You can put it on your body body shop, which means it's safe on paint, plastic parts, And it's silicone-free. And uh, that young man applied all that to the truck. And uh, he also removed the Blake brake calipers. He got rid of the corroded U-bolts. And he also fixed the frozen muffler and exhaust clamps. All of those things done with the original Rust Eater Free All Deep Penetrating Oil. And he was able to take that truck and drive it all the way to Idaho Falls, 45 minutes away. Can you believe how far he went? And then he said, next time I'm going to go all the way up to Rexburg. That's right. And you know who that young man was? That young man was Dick Hertz. Once again, the original rust eater, free all, deep penetrating oil. All right. You want some banter? Give you some banter. That's right. What am I listening to right now? Did your voice change, Rick? Maybe a little bit. Uh, 1-800-878-PLAY. Right now, the Masters practice round is being affected by a thunderstorm. And um, that ain't good. It was already interrupted yesterday by heavy rain and wind. The good news is that the foreca- forecast is calling for much drier conditions Friday through the weekend. We just don't know about tomorrow. Uh, but uh, they do say it's going to be probably around 68 degrees tomorrow, Saturday, uh, maybe a little bit warning uh, warmer, I should say. But um, last year, you might remember, in the third round, On Saturday, there was a delay of over an hour. And that was when uh, Hideki Matsuyama was one under and um, two strokes off the lead on 11. And then after the weather cleared, he closed his round by playing those final eight holes at six under par and rounded out a bogey-free round of 65. And then Sunday, he basically walked to his first green jacket. First of all, I don't know how you play a round bogey free. I have no idea what that, I mean, I know what it means, but as somebody who uh, is going to golf the next two days, yeah, that's right. You heard me, Dominic. I'm golfing today and tomorrow. Oh, when it rains, (laughs) it pours. Let's see how many balls I lose. Uh, But uh, anyway, um, it's uh, it's the one tournament that, of course, the, the, the thing I like about it the most, not the fake bird sounds, not the fact that it's in America, not the fact that it's in the same venue every year. All those things are somewhat charming or worth note. It, to me, it is the green jacket. Now, I'm not saying it's the coolest trophy in sports, but it's probably the most unique to get a jacket. And you might remember the Kirby Enthusiasm where Larry David went to Gary Player's house and it was on a mannequin in a glass case. And I don't think that was made for the show. I think he was really in Gary Player's house. I mean, how else do you display it? Because you're kind of supposed to wear it. It's not like a Hall of Fame jacket. Because when you make the NFL Hall of Fame, I should say, when you make the NFL Hall of Fame, you get a Hall of Fame ring, which you can wear. And most guys who are in the NFL Hall of Fame, I will say most, already have a Super Bowl ring but you at least have that to rock. And then you wear your gold jacket when you go back to the hall of fame the next year for the new class and say, welcome my brother or sister. Are there women in the hall of fame for football? I don't know. As contributors, maybe. Will Gail Benson go into the hall of fame? I don't know. That's a good question. Can we say it's a misogynistic sexist organization? No women yet. Okay, thanks for checking on that. And this just shows you in the old days, what's the old days? 25 years ago, if I answered, if I asked that question, we would just have to ask somebody and take their word for it or go down to the library. And now Dominic found out in three seconds. <laughs> this is why I'm people, what do you think about the trade? What trade? You don't know about it? When did it happen? Three minutes ago? Yeah, I was on the air. You think I'm riding Twitter the whole time? No. But that green jacket, there's something about it. Now, if I could have, I'm asking myself, if I could have any type of uh, trophy or bobble or silverware or cup, what would I want? And it's not an Oscar. It's, uh, It's none of that. It would be the Heisman Trophy. That's something you can never take away. No, I think the coolest trophy in sports is the gold glove. I think that's cool. But if I could have any type of award, it would be a CMH. It would be a Congressional Medal of Honor, which are mostly given out posthumously. And then, of course, you don't wear that around all the time. Check it out, Medal of Honor winner. Yeah, probably not. But the green jacket, uh, I just think it's interesting that they take everybody's measurements so the jacket will be ready at the end. So the worst guy in the tournament, what are you? I'm a 46 regular. Yeah, let me write that down. <laughs> all right, when we come back, Carrie Kasem. America's Top 40
12: Es wird nie was anderes geben Diesem Land habe ich Treue geschworen Bin geboren in der Pfalz Ich lieb dich nun mal Jeden Berg, jedes Tal Heimatland Du mein schönes Pfälzerland Oh
5: or prevent any disease.
13: Insight Daily Radio, conversations with today's most interesting artists and creators. Author, humorist, and radio personality Garrison Keillor has been a fixture in popular culture with over 30 best-selling books and his Prairie Home Companion radio program since the 1970s, and he has a new book entitled Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel. We caught up with Garrison to chat about his new book, and the beginnings of the radio program that brought the fictional town of Lake Wobegon to life.
5: I have always stolen from what I was writing and put it out in front of an audience in a theater. You get something back from an audience that you can't provide yourself. You get the vibe of the audience. They respond, they respond viscerally to some things and not to others, and this is so clear when you're talking uh, to people. So, I have, uh, even, even after I thought I had finished the novel, I was using stories from it uh, in performance, and, uh, and, and, and then I would go back and, and change it. That's author and
13: humorist Garrison Keillor, whose new book, Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel, comes
0: out April 11th.
7: I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. (laughs)
13: So disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating.
4: All right, whatever works. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Great to have you with us, and it's great to uh, welcome our guest, the lovely and talented Carrie Kasem, uh, who is a uh, radio uh, host and uh, also a. Um, presenter uh, in the broadcasting world. But uh, she is here to talk about some Cares and um, fighting for uh, people who uh, are suffering from elder abuse and also conservatorship as well, of course, with the whole Britney Spears things. So a lot of people got their first taste of what went into that. Carrie, welcome to the, uh, the show. And um, when did you decide that you needed to do something more uh, than uh, just helping out uh, your family, but helping others?
14: Good question. And thanks for having me on, Rick. Um, you know, when my father was not able to see us, when we were in his last year of life kept from him, like so many people across this great country of ours, uh, it's happening. It's an epidemic. Uh, it's elder abuse it's in isolation. And for people who, who don't know who my dad was, uh, Casey Kasem. And, you know, you'd think, that somebody so famous with so much money, like this wouldn't happen. This wouldn't, this couldn't happen. And, uh, you know, as I started fighting this, I was on a syndicated radio show and I started talking about it and it, it, I started getting emails, uh, social media comments, please help me. I can't see my mom. I can't see my dad. Uh, a power of attorney was keeping him away a sibling was keeping him away uh stepdad stepmom was keeping him away like it w- there's no laws that protect anybody who's turned 18 years old has no right to see their parents if there's an uncooperative caretaker you see this um you saw this with Mickey Rooney uh you saw this with Glenn Campbell Wendy Williams is is there's a you know I'm getting information about her being put in a conservatorship. Wells Fargo, her bank wants to put her in a conservatorship. This isn't making any sense. Um, what what I've, I've done with my life in the last eight years is gone state to state putting in bills uh, legislation that will help curb this type of abuse. Because once you isolate somebody, you can, I mean, it, it starts, when when you look at all kinds of abuse, it really starts with isolation. Whether it's Uh, child abuse, uh, domestic violence, uh, and elder abuse. You isolate that individual so you have complete control. And whether it's over money or out of spite or the person is just sick, uh, they're isolated so they can't cry out for help or they can't say anything. And my legislation allows a judge to just rule on visitation without going through an entire fight over power of attorney, conservatorship, or guardianship. And uh, in, and I'm not going to stop till I get all 50 states, but we're trying to go federal right now.
4: And uh, just for some background for people who know, well, first of all, I'm uh, I'm about uh, oh my, about seven years older than you, so I grew up with your your dad. You know, we would listen every weekend, yeah. and it's it's a real kick to hear him on Sirius XM now
12: uh, as well, yeah.
4: because we would like be on our way to church, and we couldn't wait to hear what the number one song was and just that iconic voice of his. But for people who Don't know what happened. Um, Your dad's second wife, Jean, not your mom, um, she was accused of verbally abusing him, uh, moving him around state by state, removing his IVs, feeding tubes. What was her gambit in all this? Uh,
14: You know, now that I've been dealing with this type of person, uh, they're cut from the same cloth. So it's very interesting when people you know, call me for help. and say, do they do this, this, and this? And it's always the same. They vilify the family members. They lie about the family members. It's all about money. It's the same, in my opinion, it's sociopathic behavior. And uh, there's no care for the actual person or for the family members. And anybody who loves mom or dad is a threat to them. So what you do is, you. I mean, first of all, Hopefully, if anybody's listening to this and there's red flags like mom and dad can't come to the phone, they're too tired, they're not getting messages, nobody can get a hold of them. Uh, those are massive red flags, and you've got to do something now. And if that's you, you know, anybody can go to caseumcares.org. We have a hotline, we have a number you can email me, and we can help. Uh, We can give you know as, as much advice. Uh, we're not, you know, we're not lawyers, but what I can say is. There's certain things you can do legally that can prevent a huge case uh, that may have to happen, uh, you know, down the line. But it, it, it's it's elder abuse right now. When I say elder abuse, people just think older people. And I, I need to change that because it's, it's abuse of the vulnerable as well. And that could be like a Britney Spears, somebody who's young, somebody who's just has, you know, she had a breakdown and got all of her rights, her human rights and civil rights taken from her. And that's what's going on in this country. And if you think it can't happen to you or your family members, it can.
4: Got more questions for Carrie Kasim and org. What are the legal challenges? Because I was thinking, you know, as you were describing it, you're a grown man, you're married, uh, and then someone's like, Hey, I want to see my dad. And then, I mean, how do you have any legal right to do that when it's another sovereign adult, so to speak, how do you cut through the, uh, the morass of someone maybe being held prisoner who can't advocate for themselves?
14: That's why you need it. It's prevention, prevention, prevention. You, You have to see the red flags. Like if mom or dad is married to somebody who's, you know, hateful towards the family, doesn't like the family, always, you know, trying to create a wedge or upset in between family members, you have a problem there. And that's when you go to mom or dad and you say, listen, we're a little afraid that if you got sick or incapacitated, we may not be able to see you. So what I do is tell everyone to hold up a newspaper. Holding up a newspaper shows the date. You you hold up a newspaper, you have uh, someone film this. And you get as many people in the room as you can. Even that person that you may think uh, could cause harm in the future, you want to make sure everybody is in that room. And if you want a lawyer, great. And you state, if anybody who is taking care of me uh, and I become incapacitated or too sick to make decisions on my own, if they keep me away from my friends and family members, they should be removed immediately. And you name the friends and family members that you want to see in, when you're sick or if you're... And, and what's interesting is people are being put in guardianships and conservatorships when their body doesn't work, but their mind is there. And that is absolutely criminal. Nobody else should be making decisions for you except you. And even if you have some dementia, it doesn't mean that you can't make decisions on your own. And we see people's rights being taken away, everything they've ever worked for in life, going to lawyers, going to people they don't know. You don't work your whole life to give money to someone you don't know, to give to a lawyer, to give to a conservator or guardian of the court. You don't work your whole life so you can give money to them, and that's what's going on. It's not going to the person's family or alma mater or charity. It's going to people in the court.
4: Very important. Um, Did you... uh you know, your whole life, did you also want to, I mean, broadcasting is in your DNA, obviously, but did you ever want to do something else, or were you just kind of destined to uh, to be in the entertainment world like your dad?
14: You know, I, I always wanted to, As uh, growing up as a kid, uh, I rode horses every day. You mm. know, that was my, I was at the barn every day, and I loved horseback riding. So as a kid, I wanted to be a horseback rider. And as I started you know, getting older, I wanted to sing and be on Broadway. That was for me, like that was, you know, what I wanted to do. And I went to school for it. And I, I just, I still sing. I still, I still love doing that. But when my dad said, "Try voiceovers, try radio," I remember looking at him and saying, "But dad, they can't see you. Why would I want to do that?"
12: <laughs>
14: you know. And uh, and then I started hosting. I did, you know, MTV and the E Channel and. Uh, America's funniest home videos. And I started hosting and, and got into radio, and I absolutely loved it. It is my most favorite medium. I absolutely, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm happy. You know, you didn't have to at that point when I was in it. You're not, you know, dressing up and wearing makeup and having to look nice because so there's no cameras on you nowadays. It's all social media and cameras. So, mm-hmm. but um, it was just wonderful. I could go in sweatpants, my hair up, and do a three or four hour show, and it was, it was fun
4: and i would imagine working with nikki six you have the greatest stories and even stories told off the air i mean some sure. things probably you 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 probably tell people <laughs> that uh, they can't even believe they're true right
14: you know he's he's pretty much written everything he's done in his books and uh that you know the movie the dirt came out and yeah. and um i mean he tells it all he, you know he doesn't hold back um And, you know, he's, he's a prankster and we were on the road for, you know, a few months every year, like four or five months every year. And, and, oh my gosh, just the pranks that they would play on each other was ridiculous. It was hilarious. And when I was a kid, I was such a hair metal, like band fan. I was such a heavy metal fan. And all I wanted to do was, you know, be with the band and the, the tour buses and how cool it is. And. Yes, it's cool, but my gosh, all that driving, <laughs> all that time on the bus, it's not, it's like, no, I'm done.
4: All right, and then finally, we should mention that before your dad's passing, you did win conservatorship, right?
14: I did, but it was, I never actually got to use conservatorship because when my stepmother, when when I proved egregious elder abuse, when the doctor wrote a letter saying Gene uh, Kasem could cause the demise of my father and what she did could kill him. Uh, That's when I got, it, it went that far. It had to go to where a doctor wrote a letter saying that Jean could kill my father. And that's when I got conservatorship, eight months of fighting, eight months of trying to prove elder abuse. And that's when I got it. And when I did, she had gone at three in the morning, unhooked my dad from his life saving, you know, equipment and put him in a car and drove him around to three different States. When I found him in Washington state, I had one conservatorship. I flew out there and they said, you can't cross lines with a conservatorship slash guardianship. I had to fight all over again. And I did. And I won and I got him to a hospital. But by that time it was too late. He lived for two weeks. And then, you know, but we were, his entire family was surrounding him and he knew it and he didn't die alone. And he didn't die with four white walls with nothing on it, which is how he was living. And, uh, it, you know, and it just, it just made me want to do more with my life and help more people. And I have, and I, I probably the most rewarding thing I've ever done.
4: There's no doubt. And if any of this resonates with you, if you're being denied visitation, uh, go to org. K-A-S-E-M, org. And we've been speaking to the uh, woman behind the whole thing, Carrie Kasem. Great stuff, Carrie. Um, and if you're Thank ever up you. here in San Francisco, come on in the studio. We'd love to have a uh, radio vet in here.
14: Thanks, Rick. I might do that. I might take you
4: up on that. All right, good stuff. I'm Rick okay. Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and we will get on back on Sports by.
1: That's 800-817-2968. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details.
15: If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now.
1: 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217.
3: You're so ugly you could be a modern art masterpiece.
13: I'm percent sure Rick Tittle is the father of my child, but I'm 100% sure Rick Tittle is a jackass.
4: That hurts my feelings. All right, uh, got another two hours to go. Um, Major General Abdulaziz Abdullah al-Ansari, who is um, going to be running security at the World Cup in Qatar, He has insisted that all LGBTQ plus couples will be welcomed, but they will not tolerate rainbow flags. And he said, if a fan raises the rainbow flag, I will take it from him. It's not because I really want to, to insult him, but to protect him. Because if it is not me, someone else around him might attack him. I cannot guarantee the behavior of the whole people and I will tell him, please no need to really raise that flag at this point. You want to demonstrate your view about your situation, demonstrate it in a society where it will be accepted. We realize this man got the ticket, comes here to watch the game, not to demonstrate a political act or something which is in his mind. Watch the game. That's good. But don't really come in and insult the whole society because of this. Reserve the room together. Sleep together. This is something that's not our concern. We are here to manage the tournament. Let's not go beyond the individual personal things which might be happening between these people. This is actually the concept. We cannot change the laws. You cannot change the religion for 28 days of World Cup. So listen, you can say, oh, that's terrible. look well, you got to understand that this is a big world and people have cultures and religions and they have. <laughs> so uh, you might not think that's very acceptable, but he's just telling you how it is in his country. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We got another two hours.
15: USA Radio
11: News with Lance Pride.
16: The White House announced the Fed will continue pausing student debt payments through August 31st. President Biden said in a statement Wednesday, the United States is still recovering from the years-long coronavirus pandemic, necessitating further leniency on loan payments. The government holds the loans valued at well over $1.5 trillion nationwide. Title 42 is a critical tool for controlling the swell of people rushing our southern border. The Biden administration announced it would remove Title 42 next month. This will allow the Biden administration to get more illegal immigrants into the United States faster. Many states already crushed economically because of the strain of their resources are fighting back. Texas Governor Republican Greg Abbott says he has a major announcement for later today. Senator Mitch McConnell on the Hill. So we'll need to enter into some kind of agreement to process these amendments in order to go forward with the bill. USA Radio News.
1: An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? it's a large wild animal tranquilizer illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it it can kill the average human if you or a loved one is addicted to opiates even pain pills don't wait until it's too late call the detox and treatment helpline now we care many of us have been where you are we'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 800-707-9709, 800-707-9709.
16: That's 800-707-9709. The power is slowly coming back on for thousands of people in the south. Texas has the most power outages at 9,500 after storms tore through, killing one person. A second death was reported in Georgia, where two tornadoes touched down. Alabama, Mississippi, and South Carolina also saw several twisters. All states will be trying to clean up damage as more severe weather is expected to continue through tonight. As the White House continues to not talk about the Hunter Biden laptop, the laptop continues to reveal more incriminating information about Hunter, President Biden, and Communist China.
17: The investigation into Hunter Biden's finances reportedly might involve his father, President Joe Biden. The New York Post saying one witness was allegedly asked about a 2017 email that referenced money Hunter Biden was setting aside from a Chinese energy company for the big guy. Former business associates of Hunter Biden have previously said said that Joe Biden was the big guy. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg.
16: USA Radio News.
17: Gun smoke. Fort Laramie. Have gun. Will travel.
18: Frontier gentlemen. Luke Slaughter of Tombstone. The greatest radio shows of all time, Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. On many of these radio stations or online, just search for Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. That's Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox.
16: When Title 42 ends on May 23rd, it will give the Biden administration the ability to allow more illegal immigrants entry into the United States faster than ever before. Dr. Kevin Roberts on Fox News applauds those states fighting Biden on ending Title 42 and stop the flow of illegal immigrants that must be compared to an invasion due to sheer numbers.
19: The migrants who've come across illegally in the first year and a half of this administration will pale in comparison to what happens starting next month when Title 42 expires. So I applaud my good friend. Governor Abbott of Texas for doing everything he can, in his his limited ability as, as a governor, rather than someone who is leading the federal government in addressing this, this is not a Democrat or a Republican problem, or at least it shouldn't be. The Democrats turned it into a problem. It's really important that we understand as a people that this is changing our American way of life.
16: A small asteroid called 2022 GN-1 is flying past Earth right now, missing us by just 79,000 miles, one-third the distance between the Earth and the Moon. The object is a rock roughly 24 feet by 52 feet. It was only discovered last week on April 1st. The rock is a part of the Apollo family of asteroids. The orbit of 2022 GN-1 takes it beyond the orbit of Mars. Many websites will be broadcasting the flyby starting at 9 p.m. Eastern. United States G7 allies and European Union are imposing more sanctions on Russia for invading Ukraine. Banned our new investments in Russia. Blocks on Russia's largest bank and President Putin's adult daughters. USA Radio News, I'm Lance Pride.
0: How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Call Rate Genius now.
1: 800 811 7913. 800 811 7913. 800 811 7913. That's 800 811 7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors.
6: Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy.
4: Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. We got another two hours to go. What's going on? Lonnie Anderson scheduled to appear in just about five minutes. That's right. What do you think of that? Jennifer Marlowe. That was her name on WKRP. And if you're my age, that show came on when I was in junior high. And it basically went all the way through high school. And that was a hilarious show. Was it really? Yes, it was. And um, very uh, interesting characters uh, on that show. Uh, Burt Reynolds, she was married to him. She was actually married to a lot of guys. Uh, Four. In fact, she's still married to one right now. How about that, too? Um... So, her uh, real name was um, Leilani, and then I think she just went with Lonnie. I think that's what it was. Anyway, we'll get into uh, all that. And uh, also, Travis Mills coming up in about 20 minutes. Uh, Bill Anderson has a new show on Fox Soul. And at 11.40, director Gigi Gaston. And... um, has a new movie called uh, nine bullets and um, nine bullets uh, is how many bullets it takes to kill Jason. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. All right. One 800 878 play one. Why do I keep reading the phone number? No one's calling anyway. All right. uh, Big shout out to our brave men and women listening both home and abroad on American forces radio network. Great to have you with us, wherever you might happen to be. Also, um, the TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, the Stitcher app. And there I am on uh, Twitch.tv. How you How you doing? How you doing? Tittle Lighting Sports with Rick Tittle is the Facebook page. Twitter's at Rick Tittle. And CRN Digital Plus 2 is the cable radio network, Channel 2, 35 million homes. There we are. Come on back with Lonnie Anderson.
1: That's 800-391-8713.
4: Check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. All right. uh, Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. And uh, you know, over the last few months, it's been great catching up with a lot of uh, people involved in the Hollywood Museum squares, uh, part of their all-star benefit series. And um, in uh, show three, one of the participants is the iconic, lovely, and talented, the fabulous Lonnie Anderson, and we're quite happy uh, to have her uh, with us. Lonnie, welcome to the show. I was just telling the people that uh, WKRP started when I was like in the seventh grade and then it went through all my high school years. And that show was so great because the characters, each one was so rich, was so, so deep. Did you guys know when you started that you would have such a great long run?
21: You know, when we started, we, we were all unknowns and um we knew the script was fabulous and our creator was a genius and uh so there was something magical about the pilot and uh you know you just once in a while you luck out with the casting and the writing and the timing and it's just magic but you know it doesn't happen with every series some even long running series don't have magic but uh, this one did and we all sit around the the night of the uh, the, the taping at that time of the pilot with the live audience out there. And I remember Tim Reed said, let's all hold hands. And because it's never going to be the same after tonight, mm. it was like, we just, we had that electricity in the air.
4: Well, I remember like, like, like one of the greatest shows ever is Seinfeld, but their first two seasons were a bit bumpy. They had to kind of get going for you guys. I mean, you got better as you went along, obviously, but almost from the jump, No offense, Gordon Jump, but almost from the jump, you guys kind of just all those different characters all meshing together. And then so iconic from, you know, Venus Flytrap to Les Nesman to Herb Tarlick. I mean, it just goes on and on.
21: Dr. Johnny Fever. I mean, it Mm -hmm. really was, um, you know, and Howard, interestingly enough, was only supposed to be in the pilot. Mm. And uh, then he was going to go off. And he was so popular that... um, there he was they made a deal with him and so as as i said things just evolved like my character in the pilot uh when i read it i turned it down and i cuz i thought it was like window dressing and i thought you know i'm not a blonde at that time i wasn't really blonde and i thought i i i don't want to be this person you know i've been an actress for a while now and and uh, that's not my goal mm-hmm. and uh, so i talked it over with the the producers, and Grant Tinker, who was the head of MGM at the time, and uh, the uh, executive producer, writer, creator, Hugh Wilson, said, well, let's make her look like Lana Turner and be the smartest person in the room. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer was born. So I really lucked out in the fact that everybody listened to me and that I didn't just blow it off, um, being young and cocky, that I actually said... This is so great. What am I doing? Um, And that they let me be uh, the smartest person in the room. And at that time, I know young girls today are thinking, well, so what's so different about that? But in uh, 1978, that was very different. If you were glamorous, um, you weren't smart. It was just kind of the way it was. Um, And certainly you weren't funny. So uh, I think that's why it was such an innovative character at the time.
4: Yeah, people don't realize the whole eye candy thing. Even Suzanne Somers, who's smart in real life, had to play a dingbat, mm-hmm. you know, on yeah, on Three's exactly. Company. And so, uh, did you? Did you get a lot of people at the time saying, you know, thank you for letting people know that you can be beautiful and intelligent?
21: Well, what's been really wonderful in my life and and the rest of my career is hearing from young women uh, who said they were either named after me or they were named after Jennifer, um, Hmm. and that mothers and young women said that that kind of portrayal had made such a huge difference in their life. So that's always like my best compliment. I mean, I I really like the guys that have my poster in their room, but the girls telling me that I changed their life is is (laughs)
4: wonderful. (laughs) No doubt about it. Okay, I mentioned the uh, the Hollywood uh, Museum, the Hollywood Squares. I happen to notice in show three, Mark Summers is the host, and I immediately thought, th- yeah, I immediately thought about the connection because he's the guy that that Bert hit in the face.
21: Oh, I know, I know, wasn't that <gasps> on the shocking? Tonight
4: Show? Yeah. <laughs>
21: Speaking of a shocking moment of physical, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> talked about forever as they always are if you do something shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was uh, quite the moment, and Mark and I had known one another for years. Uh, before that happened. And um, so we've talked about it since, and it is just one of those jaw-dropping, is this really happening moment.
4: (laughs) When you you look at your career now, I mean, is there times where it feels like 100 years ago, or does, like, when you close your eyes, are, are you still there? Does it feel like yesterday? Oh, my
21: gosh, it was just moments. And I have so many great stories, and I met so many fantastic people and had such great experiences. And, of course, when you're a young actor you say, and you want to make it, you say no to nothing practically. I mean, so I'm on every game show, every talk show, every special, uh, you know, I just, I don't know when I had time to even breathe. Um, and I, and I look at my magazine covers and I think, did I spend most of my life in makeup and hair and wardrobe? I mean, it just is kind of, uh, overwhelming sometimes to think back about it, but I was so lucky and it was so incredible and it went like a blast. So lately, I've been putting, because um, Michael Feinstein said to me, you have the best stories. And I thought, hmm, okay. He said, well, why don't you put it together as a show and um, I'll put it into my club. And uh, so I've been doing that. Um, I'm collecting, I digitized everything and, um, and I'm picking out clips and stories and it's just really an evening with. And I, I did 10 Bob Hope specials.
12: Wow and
21: um so what better person to introduce me? So I have all those wonderful clips to show and stories to tell, and uh, it's been getting a lot of fabulous response, and I'm hoping to do it all over the country.
4: You know, I think it's fabulous too, is that you know when you watch some of these old black and white shows, the the character actors will play different uh roles even in the same season, and I love the fact that you did that twice. In 1975, yes. you were two different characters in SWAT, <laughs> one Miss Texas, and then in Barnaby <laughs> Jones in the Bicentennial, oh gosh, yes. you played two different characters in that season.
21: In that season, I know, they and they let you do that. If they liked you, they had you back. <laughs> and when you say SWAT, that's so funny. That was my very first role uh, when I moved to L.A., and it was with Sarah Fawcett. Wow. And we played beauty contestants. And I was the snotty one and she was the sweet one. <laughs> <laughs> and we were friends forever after. We actually did another show together which was uh Harry O, um, where she played with David Jansen and she played his girlfriend and she was a flight attendant and I uh, was her roommate. And then I went blonde and Sarah and I remained friends forever, but we never worked together again.
4: Speaking of no, posters, we cast this together. Yeah, speaking yeah. Oh, of posters poster. on the wall.
21: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sarah, <laughs> oh my gosh. She was fantastic and um uh being armed forces radio might i just add that my dad uh navy air world war 2 pacific theater wow um you know i i just and i think of that entire generation going i mean it's just um um such a, an important part of my life um that in my family and all the stories that you heard and i have my dad's journals and stuff that um what a what a great generation it really was,
4: no doubt. And I have not thought about Hario in thirty years. So
21: Hario, <laughs> oh my God, David isn't that funny? I mean, you just think about uh, reruns of stuff, and if you go to a lot of these uh, stations that have, um, it's so comforting to kind of go mm-hmm. and watch old shows. Uh, it's a different landscape today. I mean, all of us were very lucky. We were. Um, What, three hours of prime time uh, a night on three different stations? And so people had a, a chance to really get to know you and you could become part of the family and a household name. And now, today, I don't know, I mean, out of the 500 plus scripted series that you could possibly watch, you can't even sample. What's on? Right, and it's it's hard hard to even break out. I mean, I have friends, and I, and their show's been on for ten years, and you're like, oh my god, I never saw it. And <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, no doubt. There's content everywhere we look. Well, I want to make sure that everybody checks out the Hollywood Squares.
21: Oh, please do, and I'm so lucky to be the Center Square in my. Uh, of course you you might Yeah, so yeah. it was really fun.
4: Stellartickets.com and uh, Hollywood Museum, and this all benefits the All-Star Benefit Series. Lonnie, so great to have you on. Big fan, and uh, let's do it again Thank sometime. Thank
21: you. Thank you so much.
4: All right, great stuff. We'll come back with Army vet Travis Mills on the other side. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports SportsBot. <clears throat>
1: That's 800-760-1845.
3: Come on, you watch the news, be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. <laughs> Good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them.
1: information 800-915-9654 800-915-9654 800-915-9654 that's 800-915-9654
18: it doesn't really matter i uh, i don't like my job and uh, i don't think i'm going to go anymore
13: Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning.
4: Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Speaking of which, it is our pleasure to welcome back to the show uh, veteran Staff Sergeant Travis Mills, who uh, nearly 10 years ago lost his life, uh, a quadruple uh, amputee, and uh, on April 10th, will be his alive day that will be the 10 uh, year anniversary sergeant welcome back to the uh, show tell us a little bit more of the alive day and and how you celebrate that
23: yeah absolutely thanks for having me i'll be honest with you i'm just living my best life over here eating sweet hot beef jerky and drinking jocko goes like a champion <laughs> but uh so the alive sorry i'm always full of energy i apologize um so the alive day right the Alive Day is something that I didn't want to celebrate. They told me what a Alive Day was. I wasn't really into it. My birthday's actually April fourteenth, so I was like, I'll just celebrate my birthday today that I was actually like alive, if you will. Mm-hmm. And as the years progressed, right, as the years progressed, um, I started to really appreciate the Alive Day more, which is the day that I was blown up, where I did, you know, suffer uh, my injury of losing both arms and both legs. And, like, the first couple of years, you know, uh, I didn't talk about it, didn't even bring it up. The next few years I told people, like, no, no, don't worry about it. Like, don't celebrate it. And I would, I would kind of get angry, to be honest with you. And not at them, because they're just trying to do the right thing, but it's more anger that I have on a live day. And then, you know, year six, year seven, year eight, I started to really realize how fortunate I was to have an alive day and how grateful and thankful I truly was that I was able to still be around. Um, I have a wonderful wife of 14 years uh, this June. You know, I have two beautiful children. Um, my daughter was six months old, and I got blown up, and now she's ten. And my son, he wasn't—you know—he didn't exist until four years ago. Um, and the fact that I have the alive day, it makes it possible for me to have all these blessings in life. So, so yeah, I think it, it was—it's a, a range of emotions um, for what it is, and for me, it was just um, at first I didn't want to talk about it, celebrate it, bring it up, and now it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't do anything special for that day. I call my buddy Scott, tell him happy birthday. But I'm grateful that I have an alive day instead of having a uh, ceremony on the day I died with my uh, family, you know, in attendance and, and me uh, looking down,
4: hopefully looking down. When you put your backpack on an IED, got all your limbs blown off, survived, you know, miraculously, at that point, no one was going to tell you, hey, you're going to be jumping on a trampoline, you're going to have another kid. I mean, how, how, how did you fight through the all is lost emotion that anybody would have?
23: You know, I uh, I credited a lot of that. I mean, my wife is an absolute saint. I told her she should take what we have and leave. Mm. And, you know, it wasn't that I didn't want to be married anymore. It was just, you know, the way I can best summarize it is when you have a baby, you know what you're getting yourself into. You know you're going to change a diaper, you're going to be up late, you're going to feed that baby, dress that baby. Well, when you have a husband that's 25 years old that has no arms, no legs, you've never signed up to have a guy that you're going to have to help feed And help take showers and things like that. And I didn't want to be a burden. That was never what I want to be. So I said, I don't want to be a burden. Take what we have and go. And she's like, that's not how this works. We're going to do this together. You know, and then I also had a six-month-old little girl that just was looking at me. And I had to be her father. There was no way around it. Like, that's my duty. And I just, I credit all my successes, um, you know, to my daughter being there and pushing me. And learning how to walk at the same time. I learned how to walk. I mean, really neat stuff, honestly. And would I take it back? 100% I'd take it back. With all the good I've done with the foundation and all that, I would go back to having arms and legs and a heartbeat. But that's not the life I live. And I think it really took having the support of my wife, my daughter, my parents, my in-laws, you know, my, my buddies all rallying around me to get me where I am today.
4: TravisMillsFoundation.org. Check out the site. Tell us a little bit more about what you do, Sergeant.
23: Yes, sir. So what we do is we bring out combat and disabled injured veterans and their families, and we show them how to do things adaptively. I had a big retreat facility that we um, rehabbed and built, and now we've grown to be one of the top 25 VSOs in the nation. And we bring out eight families per week. That's as big as we're ever going to get. We uh, do up to, like, uh, over 200 uh, families a year. And we just broke ground, and we're in the middle of building a facility that will help us do 40 – to 45 weeks out of the year of families and on top of that everywhere i am a motivational and keynote speaker i go to corporate events all over the nation and when i used to go speak and talk about the foundation they'd say what do you do for post-traumatic stress and i had no answer except for go check out this program warrior path it's amazing well warrior path got a grant and they expanded and had 10 more places that they could operate and we became a partner with them so now we actually have a post-traumatic stress program for combat veterans as well as first responders And it's free to any of them that want to sign up. So if anybody out there listening wants to know more about this program, please visit TravisMillsFoundation.org. Not everybody knows someone like me with no arms and legs with the physical injuries, but, you know, people go through post-traumatic stress, and I will do anything I can to help anybody I can um, as much as I can.
4: Yeah, opening a $7 million health and wellness center this year, outstanding. And the other thing is, too, is a guy who loves military history, I have so much respect for the All Americans 82nd Airborne, the maroon oh, yeah. the maroon berets, Fort Bragg. I mean, how cool is it to be in that unit?
23: Well, I always tell people it was the greatest division ever known to mankind. Um 100%. <laughs> and um you know, it is historic. I, I chose to go to the 82nd. They let us choose what unit we wanted to go to, and I was like, "Oh, 82nd all the way, for sure." And I loved it. I drank the Kool-Aid as they they say "Oh, well, you drink the Kool-Aid, you know, we have higher standards than the rest of the military." Mm-hmm. Um you know, does with a second airborne division. And we really do, uh, you know, we do live, eat, sleep, and breathe the airborne, you know, mentality. And and I'm okay with saying that. Cause I don't feel bad about it. You know, I was 10 foot tall and I was bulletproof, just not bomb proof. Apparently, you know, <laughs> but I just got rid of the weak parts of me. I kept the good stuff.
4: What is it when you're doing a motivational speech and you're talking to people who are like, Oh my gosh, my life is so terrible. I have a hundred emails to answer. And you're like, hello, that ain't tough.
23: Now I let them have it. I let them have it because here's the thing, right? My wife sometimes she gets a little bit offended um, or upset when people like, complain about stuff, and she's like, "You gotta be kidding me! How can you like, complain about that?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Their biggest problem in their life is their biggest problem, right? They didn't go through what I went through, so how am I gonna sit here and make them feel bad for the situation that you know they're going through?" Now, 100 emails, yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit, you know, light on the complaint side of my book, but, uh, but at the same time, if I can help anybody, that's what I'm gonna do. So I just tell people, look, our problems, you know, don't outweigh each other's. We all go through life, and we try to get better and do the best thing possible that we can. And if there's anything that I can do to help them, you know, better their life or you know extend their their knowledge on how to get through things, I'll do it. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, I, I had to realize that because I, I don't want to compare myself to other people because not, not a lot of people have my story. But then you meet people that have fought through cancer four times or had a horrible car accident and they were paralyzed, you know, on the left side of their body for three years and they learned how to walk again. And looking at them, you have no idea with what they've been through. And then they tell you and your jaw just drops. You're like, wow, that's amazing. So I realized real quick I don't ever downplay anybody what they're going through. Their biggest problem is their biggest problem. And if I can help them, I'm going to do it.
4: And finally, for, for people who don't know, um, when you guys were in like Afghanistan and you were literally building schools, you were digging wells to get fresh water, um, trying to keep the, the people who were not being poisoned by the, the Taliban, you guys weren't just there sitting in a, uh, you know, FOP on a saw gun. You guys were doing a lot of humanitarian work.
23: Oh, absolutely! We were out there, and you know that's the thing—the Taliban, um, who I guess are the good guys now, or something—I don't know.
4: Um, But the— sorry, I know,
23: I know, shots fired. But the Taliban didn't want the education because education is power, and they didn't want the females to learn. So we, you know, built schools and we dug those wells for fresh drinking water. I mean, there's huge initiatives out there that people, you know, probably don't even know about, like to have fresh drinking water for people. Like that, you know, we're very blessed here in the U.S. Um, you know, in other modern societies, they have fresh drinking water. And, you know, we do all that stuff. And the days I got blown up, we had a call from a village elder who was asking for some help. And they did that a lot. So we said, yeah, we'll be there. We're your counterpart. We're here to help you. And I just happened to, you know, hit a bomb. A lot of my unit um, actually was blown up. Like, we were in a really bad bad zone. Um, it was unfortunate. But, but you know, like I said, I, I don't dwell on what happened to me. Um, what happened to me is, is over, right? Those days are done. But I do reminisce what i had and i miss the military i miss the the camaraderie Mm -hmm. i miss the 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 feeling you get when you're in a firefight as weird as that sounds Mm -hmm. and i would go back i would go back to it you know but at the end of the day i can't and i realize that so i just accept hey look this is me and i'll make the best of my life because i was given that opportunity memorial day is coming up you know and those those brave souls did not get the opportunity to keep pushing forward and keep driving. And that's where the big difference is, where people are like, man, I don't know how you
12: do it, yeah. or I don't know if I could push through like
23: I, that. I don't know
4: how you do it, too, and I'm, i got to cut you off because we're going to a break. Oh, but TravisMillsFoundation.org, hey, man, you're an inspiration, and thanks for everything. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, sorry about the long
4: winded. No, 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 <laughs> it's all me. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> all right, everybody, Staff Sergeant Travis Mills.
2: And now today's Rust Eating Tip of the Day, presented by Free All Deep Penetrating Oil. You're all set for a quick tire rotation until you have a rusted-on wheel. Coat those lug nuts in penetrating oil, let them sit for a few minutes, and you'll have them off in a cinch. Now give a generous spray into each mounting hole, place a 2x4 on the outer edge of the wheel, and smack the wood with a mallet, just enough to create some braking force and vibration. Repeat if necessary.
10: Look
7: for the silver can.
13: about anything else when you've got Rick Tittle on the radio.
4: <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you for that and uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast. Um, <clears throat> somebody was asking me about the Mark Summers Burt Reynolds episode that I brought up and yes, I didn't go in depth but first of all, Lonnie Anderson, her voice is fantastic. Her voice is like she's 20 and you never know how you're going to age but Old people, sometimes they have old people voice. She's just crystal clear for someone in her uh, 70s. Outstanding. Um, but when Burt Reynolds and Lonnie, An- Lonnie Anderson were getting divorced, Burt Reynolds was on The Tonight Show and this guy Mark Summers, the the host, game show host, he's kind of a dweeby, goobery guy. Um, there was some kind of comment Burt made and then Mark's like, well, at least I'm not getting divorced, something like that. And then um, Burt Reynolds went to like, you know, throw his cup of uh, water on him. And then Mark Summers did it back. And then Burt did it. And then, like, he basically slammed the cup into his mouth and chipped his tooth. <laughs> and then they got these. So they decided after a break, I'm trying to remember this right. <clears throat> Maybe I'm a little off, but after a break, they decided that they were going to hit each other in the face with a pie. And yet, you know, Burt Reynolds, who was a football player at Florida State, he basically did a roundhouse like a Will Smith, <laughs> bam, right in his face. And then Mark Summers says they hugged and he said, I only did this because I love you. And he's like, what? Yeah, so that was the uh, the incident of violence we were talking about. Um, something else considering a guy in his 70s that I read about, you might have seen it, Uh, And then you probably thought, oh, big deal, whatever. But the the Jerry Jones weird paternity case, which I don't usually (laughs) want to dive into, but it just kept getting more weird and weird and weird. And let me explain, because no one's calling. Jerry Jones has paid $3 million over the years to a woman who says that she's his biological daughter and biological dollar, Freudian slip. Um, He paid her full tuition at SMU. On her 16th birthday, he bought her a $70,000 Range Rover. And the uh, lawyers for this uh, woman, Alexandra Davis... Uh, She's uh, 25 years old and is now a congressional aide. She has followed a paternity lawsuit against Jones and her mother, Cynthia Davis. And Cynthia Davis, in 1995, was a ticket counter agent for American Airlines in Arkansas. And um, the uh, payments being made uh, over a long time, the child support... Uh, was $2 million and chunks of $375,000 at a time. But Jones says, he's not saying he's not his daughter. He just is not saying anything. He's not acknowledging it. And I guess that would be because he doesn't want her to be part of his inheritance. That's all I can think of outside of um, his embarrassment at an affair. I don't know. But he's had, he's used, he's used the term child support and he said he's used it because that was the terms of the agreement that it was called child support. Um, and she was a child. And so somebody said, well, why would you pay millions of dollars to a girl and her mom if it's not your daughter? And he said, no comment. So there's also a trust set up in her name that is worth $1.3 million. And apparently the agreement is that when she turns 26, there'll be another lump sum put in. And then when she turns 28, there'll be another lump sum put in. And so Davis has asked a court to revoke the agreement. She said she was one years old. She didn't agree to it. Her mother, um, was. she said her mother shouldn't have done that and she's sick of being shunned by Jones. And she says, I want his name on my birth certificate. That's all I want. Now, Jerry Jones lawyers said, we have a letter that she wrote to Jerry Jones that said, if you give me $20 million right now, I'll never mention it again. (laughs) So one side is saying, I just want him to acknowledge he's my dad. And the other side is saying, uh, this, is, uh, uh, this was three years ago they got this letter. 20 mil and I'll walk. So the other side says, okay, let's see the letter that she wrote. And they're like, no, 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 we're holding on to this. So does that make her an extortionist? Could be. She's an, an aide, by the way, to United States Representative Ronnie Jackson from Texas and they asked him and he's like I got nothing to do with this. <laughs> so, uh Jones now has accused Davis of filing the lawsuit just for extortion. And um his lawyer uh says this clearly demonstrates that mo- that money has always been the ultimate goal here and uh that uh, sadly this is just one more part of a broad, calculated, and a concerted effort that has been going on for some time by multiple people with various different agendas. And um, the uh, lawyer for the, uh, the young lady, Davis, says that um, uh, she has uh, asked for Jerry Jones for money in the past and that he has forked out. One of them was her sweet 16 birthday party cost $33,000. I think mine cost $33 if you include the cake and um, maybe the pizza my parents bought. It was probably $33 at the time in 1981. 33000 And in fact, her sweet 16 birthday party got into a reality TV show there called Big Rich Texas. <laughs> Not only did he pay her tuition at SMU, but she said when she got out of college, she wanted to take a trip abroad. So he gave her $24,000. And then she said, I want to take my mom to Paris for Christmas, fork it over, and he gave her $25,000 for that. So listen, there have been a lot of scandals going on with the Cowboys uh, lately. And it, there's an ongoing contentious divorce between Jerry Jones' daughter, Charlotte Jones Anderson, and her husband, Shy Anderson. And um, it's just, I don't know if she's sort of glomming onto this right now, but um, there were other uh, specific topics. Um, in some of these letters uh, saying that all efforts to obtain monies from Mr. Jones directly or indirectly will not be uh, forthcoming. Uh, The evidence preservation letter speaks for itself, says his lawyers. Um, And then the quote they say uh, that they got most recently from Davis was that if you want this to go away, it's going to cost you Zeke or Dak money. (laughs) something that uh, that uh, they can uh, have. And and the claim that she just wants the name on the birth certificate, the lawyer said there was never a discussion about a non-monetary resolution. Money has always been a part of the deal. Uh, I will say this. As far as fathering a daughter out of wedlock for a rich guy, which is as old as the hills, there are a lot of poor guys that father kids out of wedlock. I will say he's uh, thrown a lot of money over there, maybe not been a good dad. But the the college tuition, the Range Rover, the Sweet 16 party, the trip to Europe, the trip to Europe for her and her mom. uh, It's all there uh, as well. So now um, Davis says she'll settle the case without a penny. And the lawyers say it is absolutely false and they know it. And um, what does she want? She wants to establish parentage. Yeah. So apparently they're changing their story around. So there's a hearing um, that's supposed to happen today. That's why I bring it up. And uh, the uh, Jerry Jones lawyers have requested to uh, keep uh, keep it sealed. I always think it's interesting how... You can have um, something as a, you know public record and something's not public record. It, everything is public record unless you have it sealed. And, uh, and then if you have it sealed, then it's not public record. All 800 1-800-878-PLAY. There's one other thing I wanted to get to before we go to the third hour. Uh, you might not have seen this over the weekend, But Major League umpires will now conduct in-park announcement during the uh, replay process. Now, what does that mean? You know how when they go back and there's a guy who walks out or a gal and hands a headset with a coily cord and then they sort of stand there and go, "uh," and they look at nothing? It's not like VAR where you can just get it upstairs or the guy upstairs says, you know what, I can't really decide. You down there on the pitch, you go over there and look at it, referee. There's different ways of doing it. So I guess what they'll do now during the replay process, because people say, "What? Are, you know, tell us what's going on, tell us what's going on, they'll tell you what's going on is what it is, and they'll say, yeah. We're just we just want to see if he got this finger in on the bag before the tag was made. This angle is inconclusive. This angle looks like he's safe. This angle looks like he's out. Hold on, we're just gonna we're gonna measure it. We're gonna get out the GPS. Does this mean it's gonna take longer? I don't know if it's gonna take longer, but this is what people want. They want transparency. What are you guys talking about right now? And I'm sure the umpires hate it because you know, I, I used to think when replay would show how dumb that, that some of these calls were that they'd be embarrassed. They could not care less. I have not seen one umpire say out, and then the guy's safe by three steps. He just goes back out there and keeps chewing gum. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't care less. And I know it's hard with bang-bang plays and everything else, but this is what we're going to have now. We're going to have umpires talking to the crowd uh, for whatever uh, that is worth. All right, let's take a quick break and we will come on back on Sports Byline.
1: That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details.
15: If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is.
1: 800-905-7186 that's 800-905-7186 uh, th-
18: playoffs don't talk about it. playoffs you kidding me playoffs i just hope we can win a game
13: Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy.
4: All right, Vince, I got two minutes. Go ahead, buddy.
24: All right, I'll be fast, but really
13: quick, but the, the Jones theory
24: or story is, I don't understand this because this doesn't make sense. If you're married to the same woman, let's say and you have three kids, you can leave all your money to one kid. You don't have to give it to equally or anything like that. So she's really entitled to zip. If he doesn't want to give her anything, he doesn't give her anything. You know, there's nothing she could do about it. At least that's what I know the inheritance laws are.
12: Mm-hmm. We just did
24: a trust that ago. But so it, she's not entitled to anything. He could just say, Yeah, you're my kid, but I'm not giving you anything. Okay.
12: You
24: know, then he's nothing. But that's but, uh, so how I call. I was calling about the Sharks again. The last time I ever talked about it. Kane, I want to talk about. I don't know if you watched watch, been following it. He's played so far 32 games, he's got six, uh, 16 goals and a bunch of assists, too which means he's worth $7 million. He's having no problems in Edmonton, and the Sharks are going to lose this. So if they just played him, they probably could have traded him and got something back for him. But now, not only do they get nothing for him, the way, because this happened is a guy in the Kings, where he could sign for any contract. He's probably going to get seven plus for the next three years for somebody else, probably Edmonton. And then um, what they do is they work out a deal in arbitration when the Sharks will probably pay him the money they owe him, but after he's retired from hockey so much per year as a retirement package, that's what's going to wind up happening. I mean, I don't know. I think the Sharks are really dumb how they handled Kane. I mean, everything came out of his wife. Everything turned out to be false that I mean, the NHL um, explored it. And I think they made a really, really bad mistake. Like I said, I don't know why they did that. Well, it was—it was, it was just—it
4: was just the optics. It was the gambling. It was the other thing. His teammates hated him. They just—they—they—they they, they realized that yeah, they were probably commodity-wise, it was not going to work out, but they just—they were going to take a bath because I guess they just didn't want to look at him anymore. But I hear you, Vince. Thanks for the call, man.
24: Yeah. Take
4: care. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We got another hour.
15: USA Radio
11: News with Lance Pryde.
16: The White House announced the Fed will continue pausing student debt payments through August 31st. President Biden said in a statement Wednesday, the United States is still recovering from the years-long coronavirus pandemic, necessitating further leniency on loan payments. The government holds the loans valued at well over $1.5 trillion nationwide. Title 42 is a critical tool for controlling the swell of people rushing our southern border. The Biden administration announced it would remove Title 42 next month. This will allow the Biden administration to get more illegal immigrants into the United States faster. Many states already crushed economically because of the strain of their resources are fighting back. Texas Governor Republican Greg Abbott says he has a major announcement for later today. Senator Mitch McConnell on the Hill. So we'll need to enter into some kind of agreement to process these amendments in order to go forward with the bill. USA Radio News.
1: An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? it's a large wild animal tranquilizer illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it it can kill the average human if you or a loved one is addicted to opiates even pain pills don't wait until it's too late call the detox and treatment helpline now we care many of us have been where you are we'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 800-707-9709, 800-707-9709.
16: That's 800-707-9709. The power is slowly coming back on for thousands of people in the south. Texas has the most power outages at 9,500 after storms tore through, killing one person. A second death was reported in Georgia, where two tornadoes touched down. Alabama, Mississippi, and South Carolina also saw several twisters. All states will be trying to clean up damage as more severe weather is expected to continue through tonight. As the White House continues to not talk about the Hunter Biden laptop, the laptop continues to reveal more incriminating information about Hunter, President Biden, and Communist China.
17: The investigation into Hunter Biden's finances reportedly might involve his father, President Joe Biden. The New York Post saying one witness was allegedly asked about a 2017 email that referenced money Hunter Biden was setting aside from a Chinese energy company for the big guy. Former business associates of Hunter Biden have previously said said that Joe Biden was the big guy. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg.
16: USA Radio News.
17: (laughs) Gun smoke. Fort Laramie. Have gun. Will travel.
18: Frontier gentlemen. Luke Slaughter of Tombstone. The greatest radio shows of all time, Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. On many of these radio stations or online, just search for Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. That's Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox.
16: When Title 42 ends on May 23rd, it will give the Biden administration the ability to allow more illegal immigrants entry into the United States faster than ever before. Dr. Kevin Roberts on Fox News applauds those states fighting Biden on ending Title 42 and stop the flow of illegal immigrants that must be compared to an invasion due to sheer numbers.
19: The migrants who've come across illegally in the first year and a half of this administration will pale in comparison to what happens starting next month when Title 42 expires. So I applaud my good friend. Governor Abbott of Texas for doing everything he can in his his limited ability as, as a governor, rather than someone who is leading the federal government in addressing this, this is not a Democrat or a Republican problem, or at least it shouldn't be. The Democrats turned it into a problem. It's really important that we understand as a people that this is changing our American way of life.
16: A small asteroid called 2022 GN1 is flying past Earth right now, missing us by just 79,000 miles, one-third the distance between the Earth and the Moon. The object is a rock roughly 24 feet by 52 feet. It was only discovered last week on April 1st. The rock is a part of the Apollo family of asteroids. The orbit of 2022 GN1 takes it beyond the orbit of Mars. Many websites will be broadcasting the flyby starting at 9 p.m. Eastern. United States G seven allies and European Union are imposing more sanctions on Russia for invading Ukraine, banned our new investments in Russia, blocks on Russia's largest bank, and President Putin's adult daughters. USA Radio News, I'm Lance Pride.
4: Hey, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Nice to have you with us. 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. It'll get you in, and it'll get you heard. Heard, heard, (laughs) wherever you might happen to be. Uh, I got to predict the uh, Major League season uh, tomorrow as well, which is going to be easy because I'm always right. Uh, We'll talk about that uh, as well. Uh, We got our uh, All Americans, (coughs) Kentucky's. um, The whole whole uh, internet just crashed here. How can I? I was like, how do I do a show without the internet? But anyway, Kentucky's Oscar. um, How does he pronounce it? She-boy. Oscar She-boy? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, He was Player of the Year. Kansas's Ochai Ogbodji, Iowa's Keegan Murphy, Wisconsin's uh, Johnny Davis, uh, Ched Holmgren, Jabari Smith, Paolo Gillespie, Colin Gillespie, and North Carolina's Armando Bacot, or as they knew, or as he would be called in France, Bacot. Apparently, they're working on a. Movie or a uh, series called 1776. I always like those period pieces, you know, the historical stuff. I always kind of went for that. And anyway, I bring that up because uh like maybe Carrie Kaysen might be part of that. Carrie Kaysen, by the way, not a face made for radio. She just happens to be gorgeous. Don't objectify her. I didn't objectify her, I just said she happens to be gorgeous. That's objectifying. Sorry. I got in trouble for saying ladies one time. I said the the, the young men and the young ladies of this school, misogynist. Went, oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I always thought lady was a compliment. It's not anymore. Jerry Lewis, pretty lady. <laughs> Imagine that. He would just grab women's legs. Yeah, that wouldn't work now. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back.
1: 800-754-4531
10: Do you have no credit or bad credit? Well, now it's no problem with YourCreditPulse.com. Our experts have the comprehensive knowledge to help you aggressively navigate and remove any irregularities from your credit report. YourCreditPulse.com is the solution you've been looking for, from buying a house or a car or securing your next personal or small business loan. All you have to do to get started with a confidential and free consultation is go to our website at YourCreditPulse.com now. So, get in a good credit game at YourCreditPulse.com.
4: Hey, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Till with you, 1-800-878-PLAY, one 1-800-878. 800 878 Did you hear over the weekend the Basketball Hall of Fame has some new uh, inductees? And one of my all-time favorite players is in, and that's Tim Hardaway, five-time All-Star, the UTEP two-step and I'll never forget when, because um, he was number five and then he switched to number ten or vice versa. But there was a lot of hype for him. And the Warriors already had Chris Mullen and Mitch Richmond and and maybe this guy with the UTEP two-step out of that minor program there. And I say minor because they were the minors at the University of Texas El Paso. I think he was a Chicago kid, too. But um, he had the flu in that opening game for the Warriors. He was just sweating bullets, but it was sort of like, hey, everybody wants to see Tim Hardaway. And I'll never forget that first game. He was just sweating, but, man, he was a fantastic player. And and I remember when uh, Spreewell was late for practice and he said he slept through his alarm, and they asked Tim Hardaway, how many alarms do you use? And he said, I don't need alarms. I got kids. One of them, Tim Hardaway Jr., is an NBA player. Um, great to have him in. And Manu Ginobili, he reflected on the odds of a kid from La Argentina growing up to win four NBA titles, um, an Olympic gold medal, ouch, USA, uh, be a two-time all-star as well. They asked him, did uh, NBA.com, what are the odds of you doing all that? He said, it's one in tens of millions. The odds are very, very slim, and it just happened to me. I don't know what happened, but I was the one. I happened to be an important part of two very iconic teams of those couple decades of both FIBA and And with the NBA, incredibly lucky and fortunate to be a part of those two. Um, Also selected, George Carl. Glad to see George Carl make it. Former North Carolina player. When Don Nelson came over from the Milwaukee Bucks to the Warriors, he was the GM And he said, George Carl has nothing to worry about. My coaching days are over. And I believe the Warriors had to send a second and third round pick at that time. At that time, there were still seven rounds. There used to be like 16 rounds. And George Carl was so frustrated with Joe Barry Carroll that he ripped the locker, the wooden doors off his locker at the time. Fiery guy. And I think about him being able to take the Warriors to the playoffs and that series in Utah, the Frank Layden team, and, and the team fight, Chris Mullen said, please don't hurt me, and ran away, kind of like Mark McGuire did and Jose Canseco did. I was wondering in a team fight what's going to happen. You know, uh, I do remember sitting right in front of George Carl when the Warriors knocked the Nuggets out of the playoffs, and that was the Mark Jackson team. And George Carl, who had been recovering from cancer, looked very weak. He had a lot of chemo, as you would expect, and he was older. And he said, I thought David Lee wasn't playing. (laughs) Of course, that was the series where they told Iguodala, hey, come over here next year. He's like, all right, I got you. Uh, Bob Huggins is in. Bob Huggins is one of those guys I would never want to play for but I'll watch him because he was very entertaining on the sideline. Uh, Swin Cash, a WNBA champion and a two-time collegiate champ. Uh, Lindsey Whalen, also a WNBA champ and two-time Olympic gold medalist. The NCAA national championship coach and former WNBA coach of the year, Marianne Stanley. And former NBA official Hugh Evans, You know, a few years ago when David Stern said my dream final would be the Lakers versus the Lakers, and then you had a guy, Tim Donaghy, on the take as an official there, there were a lot of a lot of people saying there's no way everybody didn't know about this. Well, obviously they wouldn't put Hugh Evans in if they thought he knew. Or would they? Not accusing him of anything. The Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, of course, is in Springfield, Mass. September 10th will be the day. Ginobili, all 16 years in San Antonio. And um, if Ginobili left his mark on, on the game, it's just that lateral movement after picking up his dribble, getting those shots in the paint, and it sort of became the Euro step. And that's because when Ginobili came over, he played one year in Bologna, My Bologna's got a first name. It's I-T-A-L-Y. Just made that up. It's not bad. Uh, But they won the Euro League, and it's like, oh, the Euro step. And Ginobili said, (laughs) quote, I never saw that I created anything or brought anything new. I just played the only way I thought possible. He said the reason I did it is because I had to figure out how to score against Shaq. I'm not going to go over Shaq and dunk. I got to go around people. That's the way my skill set and physical abilities found to get to the rim. I've done it since I can remember. Now, Hardaway played 15 years and 89 to 03, and it was hard when the Warriors when he left and went to Miami, but he also played for the Dallas Mavericks, the Denver Nuggets, and the Indiana Pacers. And honestly, I don't remember him ever playing for Dallas, Denver, or Indiana. I remember him with Miami and... uh, Well, actually, just Miami. Uh, George Carl, by the way, played for five years for the Spurs and uh, won 1,175 games. That's sixth all-time. But Huggins... More than 900 victories and uh, a career that began in 77, currently at West Virginia. Um, Swin Cash, who was already in the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame, didn't know there was one. Raise my hand. I admit it. Sorry. I didn't know. Y'all. She's an executive with the New Orleans Pelicans. That's NBA, folks. Two titles with UConn. Um,. Waylon is the head coach at Minnesota, where she also played in college. Minnesota Lynx, I think. Lynx, yeah. Hey, I got that one. Um, Stanley is the head coach in the WNBA with Indiana. I have no idea who they are. The Lady Pacers. Fever. Wow. That is great knowledge. The Indiana Fever. That makes no sense to name that team that. Uh, what do you know, Rick? Uh, but... Uh, Stanley coached at the collegiate level with Old Dominion, Penn, USC, Stanford, and Cal. And Evans officiated almost 2,000 regular season games, 170 playoff games, 35 NBA final games, 73 to 2001. So um, obviously the W, or I should say the um, Naismith Hall of Fame does not resonate like Cooperstown does, we hold Cooperstown almost you know, in higher regard than Arlington National Cemetery, <laughs> maybe even higher regard. Uh, Canton, Canton is not as big because there's a minimum of five that have to go in, which I think is stupid. And then last is basketball. If I said, name me 10 guys that are in the Hall of Fame, we would just assume that they were in and we wouldn't know for sure. We'd be like, oh, Dr. J, Michael, Dr. J's not in. He's not in. No, we just assume he's in. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back with Bill Anderson.
13: Rick Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey.
4: All right. Hey, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show uh, TV personality Bill Anderson. He has a new show on Fox Soul called The Pulse with Bill Anderson. Bill, welcome to the uh, proceedings. I was looking at your Twitter and at said bill A fox i was like man somebody thinks he's good looking and then i realized oh it's bill a fox
11: it takes a minute man thanks so much for having me on but i've actually i've gotten that a lot and had to rein people back in to realize it's not an out of control ego it is in fact my last name you know bill a working at fox
4: gotcha so tell me a little bit about the uh the pulse what's going on here
11: So it's a new show um, that we're hoping will kind of allow us to expand the discussion. I think we spend a lot of time arguing right now and we live in this soundbite driven society and we want to talk to people. We think people have a good story. Uh, You obviously do that every day or a lot of days. So, you know, Mm -hmm. that when given the opportunity to actually expand upon things, uh, you learn, you find out about people. And there's a lot of stories that aren't told. Uh, so we're trying to tell them by just kind of sitting down, having good conversation with folks.
4: Now Fox Twenty Nine is in Philly, and uh, I'm a you know I'm an Oakland guy, but I love visiting Philly. I just love all the history everywhere. But it's also going to be national on Fox Soul. Tell us a little bit more about that network channel.
11: So Fox Soul has kind of grown dramatically, really, over the last couple of years. It is Fox's brand, kind of reaching out to a. a Largely underrepresented, at least in media market, African American uh, people of color, those types of issues on a national level. Um, it's a streaming service, free for people to get involved. There's some, you know, some personalities that you probably have uh, have heard of, you know, the Claudia Jordan's of the world and the Vivica A Foxes, um, and they're, you know, they're covering everything from day to day news to sports to gossip uh, to conversation, and, and, and it's growing. Like we hope people will check it out. Uh, but it's a lot of fun kind of speaking to a, a an ever-growing audience.
4: When you were starting out, you were a, a radio guy. You had a show, uh, a morning show for, what, a decade in, in Philly. And um, what is it about that town that uh, makes it so, I mean, you really got to, to learn uh, about the uh, the citizens of that town with that show, didn't you?
11: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Philly, listen, Philly loves you hard. Philly can challenge you hard. Um, you don't make it through Philly unless you, you kind of develop a thick skin. You know, I know you're a sports guy, Ask Ben Simmons. Um, mm-hmm. But Philly allows you the opportunity to kind of embrace so much that's going on. Um, Philly, there's a lot of history. There's a lot of culture. There's a lot of passion. And growing up in that environment, you kind of, you know, you embrace it. You learn to love it. Uh, you learn to get tough, uh, or Philly can chew you up. But Philly will love you as hard as we challenge you. So it's a it's a great place to be. You should you said you like to come come check it out. We'll get you away from the uh, from the A's and on board with the Phillies and the Eagles.
4: <laughs> yeah, I come out for uh, Army Navy and I stay downtown. And uh, you know, I, it's just for me, especially as a history major, going over to Independence Hall and looking at the Liberty Bell and all that was a was a thrill and then realizing that also if I wanted to be a, a true uh, Philadelphian that I had to get a Wawa at 3 a.m. too.
11: <laughs> Listen, Wawa is top notch. Wawa, cheese steaks, um, super convenient. So yeah, yeah. You, that that makes you a Philadelphian. And yeah, our station in Philly actually is right down the street. We're down at Independence Mall, uh, Liberty Bell, right up the street. So there really is a lot of history here if you just kind of wander around uh, around the streets and soak it in in between Wawa's and cheesesteak.
4: <laughs> yeah, I went to Jim's uh, the South Side at like right. 1, 1 a.m. And uh, and I went with somebody else, somebody from Texas. And it's like, it's not that good. I'm like, it's 1 a.m. Do you think it's a you're going to get a what? cordon bleu of food at 1 a.m.?
11: Well, it's all how you define good it's, it's, not, it's not high-end eating but yeah. it's delicious especially at 1 a.m because what are you doing at 1 a.m like you're coming from someplace you're, yeah. else
4: you're buzzed yeah. yeah
11: right but next time you come in Jim's is great i'm going to take you into the neighborhoods we'll hit del sandro's we'll check out a couple of the places uh that that you kind of have to be from here to know about but what do you mean not that good? That's <laughs> well, high-end eating, but that's offensive.
4: Do you know uh, Tony Bruno? Uh,
11: not, I mean, yes. We've traveled in some of the same circles. Yeah. I don't know him that personally, but yes.
4: Yeah, he's a, he's a Philly guy, and he said, I can tell you much better restaurants to go to. And I'm like, 100%. Well, yeah. Well and, and plus, I also like, because I usually would do my show at the uh, Pennsylvania Convention Center, the old Reading Railroad there, and then, of course, downstairs is that massive food market.
11: Yeah. So the Reading Terminal is actually right there. And you can get a little bit of everything in Reading Terminal. Like that's the way to kind of eat your way through Philly. uh, Try out a little bit of everything in one stop shopping. So that's good. It sounds like you hit some of the spaces. Tony treated you well.
4: Oh, I hit a lot of the spaces. Yeah, there's no doubt. I even went to the old uh, penitentiary over there.
11: Oh, Eastern State, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> haunted and all, man. The next time you got to spend the night in there, that's the experience.
4: <laughs> all right, a couple more questions for Bill Anderson. So, uh, as you were saying, um, you know, when you hear fox soul, obviously it's going to have a uh, you know African American uh, a bent to it. Um, but, uh, how do you, how do you sort of gear that to the audience without being pandering? You know what I mean? It's just like, people are going to expect something, but you're going to bring what you're going to bring. So how do you kind of draw that line?
11: Well, I I think that when people hear that, you kind of think that there's a huge difference. It's Fox soul. And honestly, as people, we're not that different. Like there are, there are cultural situations. There are things that uh, people of color, African-Americans relate to. And we like to see personalities of color uh, get the opportunity. Uh, but I, I, I think that people who enjoy quality content and entertainment and information uh, will also enjoy that. Like, there is no sign that says, you know, unless you happen to fall into these categories, we don't want you to watch. Um, It's just acknowledging that there is an audience that sometimes is moved by different things, has different perspective and voice uh, that oftentimes isn't really expressed. And we're trying to cater to that. Um, But I I don't think it's that hard of a line to walk. I think that there are a lot more similarities than differences. Uh, And when people watch, uh, I think that they will see that, but they also get the chance to see themselves uh, if they happen to be people of color, and that's not something that is often uh, represented to the numbers we would like to see in general.
4: Yeah, I could just see a Fox executive if you if the catchphrase was, white people don't watch. <laughs> right, Flipping <laughs> <Like, laughs> <wait, laughs> through
11: the channels, right? Wait a minute, <laughs> I can't watch this?
4: Uh, I got to ask you before I let you go that you've had the privilege of sitting down with a few U.S. presidents, uh, Clinton, uh, Obama, two completely different characters, even though they're both Democrats, but what was that
11: like? Uh, so we were it was when I was in radio. So they were they were phoners. And mm-hmm. the Clinton one was a lot less depth. It was much more of kind of a campaign kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting, like you could sense the charisma. Uh, you could sense the kind of you see why they were so relatable to people, sometimes good, sometimes you know bad. Uh, but it was very political. Um, President Obama, the discussion to me was a lot more lighthearted. He talked about You know, himself, he talked about some of the criticism. Uh, He talked about how um, the first lady at the time regularly reminded him that you volunteered for this job. So, none of that pouting about how people are treating you. Um, It was, it seemingly, and I know, you know, none of these guys do anything without their guard up, Mm -hmm. but it seemed a lot less political and a lot more willing to just kind of discuss uh, and to allow you to see a little bit of him. Um, That was eye opening to me. Um, because you watch from afar in politics, and you're like, oh, my God, I don't want any part of that. Uh, and then you realize some of the folks, they take it in stride and uh, they want to try to do some positive things. And that's that was the impression I got uh, from talking to President Obama. It was not as, you know, stuffy, stiff or political as I anticipated. And I actually admired that.
4: Very cool. So finally, uh, when can we see the pulse?
11: So the Pulse airs on Fox Soul nationally Mondays at nine o'clock. That's when the initial airing and then it's kind of spread out throughout. um, Airs locally here in Philadelphia at 630 uh, on Mondays as well. And then part of what the real focus is, is that it's always streaming. And that's, you know, you know this because of what you do, trying to give people things when and where they want it. So you can always get it on YouTube. You can always get it on Fox Soul's. Uh, website can always look for the people that you're interested in um, and check it out as your time allows so we're trying to make it convenient and good
4: bill a fox and bill a host of (laughs) the pulse with bill anderson you can check him out fox 29 in philadelphia and of course as we just were mentioning fox soul hey good to meet you bill man congratulations on the uh, show and uh, let's catch up again sometime
11: I appreciate you, man. Let's do that. When you're in Philly, we will check it out. I think I might embrace this whole Bill A Fox. Thing. <laughs> I, I, I like that. <laughs> but I yeah. appreciate you. Thank you for having me. All
4: right. No doubt about it. That's uh, Bill Anderson. And um, I could go Rick Fox, but there already is a Rick Fox. You know, Michael J. Fox was actually his his. There was already a Michael Fox working in Hollywood and his mis- middle initial was A. And they said you can't call yourself Michael A. Fox. People will laugh. So he, they said make it a J. And he's like, all right, I'll do that. All right, I'm Rick Tittle, come on back.
1: Eight hundred seven six zero one eight four five. 760 1845
7: That's 800-760-1845. To me, it's like a mountain. A vast bowl of pus.
13: his servants.
4: All right. uh, Thank you for that. And welcome back to the show. Waiting on our guest. And when we get her, we will throw her on the air. It'll actually be a heave-ho type of situation. Uh, Somebody will grab by the shoulders and grab by the feet. And then on the count of three, one, two, three, heave-ho, and we'll throw her on the air. And then she'll land on her feet, grab a mic, and start entertaining the masses. This is what we do. Um, yesterday we had that weird trade between the Eagles and the Saints and it was that they traded first round picks for this year and then the Eagles got a pick for next year and then a second in 2024 as well. And I know the Eagles were well lauded uh, for that, but a lot of people are now saying you got to follow the money when it comes to this. And if you look right now as to the teams that were projected to be above the salary cap and the salary caps are going to be around 208 million, about half the league, 15 teams are over. The top one are the Browns at 252 million right now. All right. We'll get back to that in a second, but we do have our guest with us. It is filmmaker, Gigi Gaston, and uh, has a brand new film that she has directed called Nine Bullets. It'll be releasing in theaters and video on demand on the 22nd of this month. Uh, Welcome to the show, uh, Gigi. And first of all, I got to ask, do you ever get any uh, Beauty and the Beast references with Gaston?
25: (laughs) All the time. (laughs) I totally do. And you know what I get it it, it from, too? You know, in the, the musical Gigi? Oh yeah. Well, she married a man named Gaston.
4: Oh my gosh!
25: Isn't that bizarre? I know that's why my mom l- named me that. I mean, she just loved the the play. <laughs> so, and it's been hard because sometimes you know you like have preconceived ideas like before dating apps, right? So everyone always thought like I'd be like the fluffy blonde bouncing in like a like a like a French poodle, and and you know I'm a tall brunette. <laughs> so I think I disappointed a bunch of people.
4: Well, my mom loved Broadway, too. That's why she named me Pippin' Hair. <laughs> no, I lie. Okay, I, this...
25: I, okay. <laughs> I, I liked your last lead-in, $252 million. That was cool.
4: Okay. Oh, yeah, thank you. Um, by the way, this movie um, has uh, some big names in it. You got Lena Headey from Game of Thrones. You got Sam Worthington uh, uh, from, from Avatar. When you were casting this, were you thinking about big stars, or it just kind of fortuitously worked out that way?
25: You know, that's a great question. Um, I think it fortuitously worked out that way. I actually had never watched Game of Thrones, and then the casting director, Mary Vernu, who's amazing, um, she said, you've got to watch this girl. You have to watch her. She is it. She's who you wrote about, and she was right. That's all I can say. I, I saw her. I watched her work. I thought I watched all these other different movies she'd done, and Lena just has the most amazing, limitless ability to adapt to anything and to become anything. And she's just so grounded. Like she's such an amazing actress. I'm just—I've never been more blessed. Um, Same with Sam. Everyone was talking about Sam. Of course, we all love Avatar. And then I had um, a conversation with Sam where he wanted to play something completely different. And I think I was just super lucky, you know, because this was the different he wanted to play. And he was really into creating the character and the tattoos and the this and the that. So um, I got lucky, you know. Yeah. I remember. And then, oh, and then we went out to Barbara Hershey. You remember Barbara Hershey yeah. from Beaches and all? And she's, you know, an amazing actress. And, you know, she wanted to do it. It was like a. A little supporting role, but a really cool role where she gets to shoot a gun for the first time in her life. You know, she'd never shot a gun in all the movies she'd done. And, you know, she's been nominated for a couple Oscars. So, you know, she was totally kick-ass to work with.
4: Yeah, I think about she was the cutie in Hannah and Her Sisters, and then she was the horrifyingly scary mom in Black Swan.
25: Oh, I know, I know. And then she did that Gary Marshall movie. I can't remember the name of it. Beaches, was it? No. Was it Beaches? I don't remember. It was something that she got a nomination from. And, you know, then we had, like, you know, Carmelo Anthony's ex-wife, Lala. She, I have to tell you, will blow people away. Like, she has such a range. And she really wanted the role. And, you know, when I talked to her, she was like, this is for all the people who didn't, you know, and couldn't get out. And I got out. And, like, she was just amazing to work with. And just, I mean... She will show everyone, you know, thinks of her as one way on on her different, you know, series and she's just completely will blow you away. Like she begs for her life like no other. Let's like, put it that way. She's an amazing actress. She's she's a very dramatic she's a dramatic actress when everyone always puts her in like more of the like comedy stuff. But she's you blew me away. I'm just so blessed. What can I say? I'm very lucky.
4: Well, let's talk about the plot because, you know, I think of Lena uh, Haiti, I think about her, you know, these austere roles and, you know, so gorgeous and in 300. But to play oh, the yeah. character Gypsy Moon, a stripper at the end of her, of her career. And of course, these are, you know, British actors. And so they're I guess they're putting on American accents. But was that sort of a mouthwatering wolf role for her to to play something uh, like that?
25: I, I think so. I mean, here's the deal. First of all, you, you won't, you know how sometimes you have British actors and sometimes they slip once in a while yeah. in the movies and go, ah, I hear it. Not once. Right. I mean, she was just totally immersed in this. And I think what attracted her, and, you know, of course, I hope you guys get to talk to her yourself, but I think what attracted her is here's this woman. It, it's a very woman empowering movie without throwing it in your face. You know, here's a woman lived by her body most of her life, right, finally gets her second chance at life, which is a book deal, right? So she gets to live off of her brain, right, and make a living. She's nearing 50. Lena doesn't look at it. Like, she, she has a body of 35. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's nearing 50. Time is of the essence, like it is with certain women, you know, in life. We have a time limit, Um Preconceived and put on us by the old society, which I think is changing, and you know she thinks this book deal is her second chance at life, and lo and behold, her second chance at life is the love of this kid that she saves so it's it's a big it's a movie about second chances it's a woman a movie about woman empowerment, you know she makes the right decision begrudgingly, and her her Britishness comes into play because I'm very Um, emotional and she's more of the Brit you know like so I'm very sentimental and I think the combination of us brought you know was a good working um, partnership because I have to tell you what she took in my script and up in her performance is incredible like incredible and so basically the moral of the story is you know we all need a second chance right now I mean look at the world so this is about second chances, and you don't know where you're going to get them. You think it's one thing, and it's another, and you don't know what age. You know, we're limitless in life. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to put out there. And I think that kind of role really intrigued her. And also, she, she also said to me, I'm ready to, you know, get down and dirty in an indie. You know, I'm ready to work my ass off horrible hours. You know, I think she wanted to have that rawness.
4: Well, she's and, you know, she's a tough cookie. She talked about you know Harvey Weinstein came after her twice. She stood up to him. I mean, she's she's not one to mess around with.
25: No, and she is a tough cookie. And she did. She, there were certain times she had to come in and, and and kind of protect me in certain instances. And she was there, you know. Now, would she have been there if she didn't agree? No, but she was there. And I love this woman. I learned a lot from her. And you know, she's just so real and honest and truthful in every part of her life like she you know how some people don't walk the walk or Mm. walk the talk right she does and she uh, you know brought everything up and there were great moments in it with this kid who I discovered or we discovered because you know I'm just part of the whole it's it's not about the director it's about the whole cast the whole crew the whole family the whole village it really does take a village you know and some people have tried to give me credit, and I can't take the credit because what am I without an actor?
4: Well, yeah, what but but, but that's actor? like a head coach without an athlete. You do have a lot of talent. You sh- you do deserve a lot of credit. But I think what what you're saying here is is that you make it a collaborative effort, and then uh, and that really came to fruition.
25: Yeah, it's like okay. So I don't know if you know this about me, but I had been a really big big horse rider, like in training at the Olympic team equestrian, right? Mm. And so I think all of that really helped, helped me or or was my foundation for directing because I look at it like jumping 28 fences, okay, in a, in a competition. You have 28 fences in a Grand Prix and you have this great horse, right? And you can jump the first two and it's going great. And then someone, you know, drops a piece of paper and it rolls out in front of the horse and the horse spooks, which means like he jumps to the left or to the right, which screws up your plan. But it doesn't really screw up your plan because you got to adapt to it. You know what I mean? And so you have to trust your horse, adapt to it, let the reins go, and let them do their thing and maybe pull a little left or right. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think that's the same way about a movie. You know, you never know what's going to happen. It's the surprises that are amazing and, and raise the stakes and make it even better. And the, and also the relationship between the actors is just amazing. I mean, it, I just am really grateful. I've, I I I have... I love the kid. The kid was amazing. Lena and I picked him out ourselves. Like we had five, you know, for the finals of all these millions of kids, right? I think you'll like this story. And I said, okay, you text me which kid you want, and I'll text you which kid I want. Well, we had the same kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. It was kind of cool. But you're right about the athlete thing. You know, it's like I'm a coach, and they're the athletes. You're absolutely right. I never thought of it that way.
4: All right, and uh, I want to make sure everybody gets a chance to check this out. Video On Demand and theaters on April 22nd from Screen Media. It's called Nine Bullets. And uh, as I mentioned, Lena Healy and uh, Sam Worthington, great cast. And uh, director Gigi Gaston has been our guest. Congratulations on the film, and thanks for coming by.
25: Well, thanks for having me.
4: All right, good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and if you want to get in, we still got some time at one 800 878 Seven five two nine.
1: That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com
15: for details. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. USA, your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now.
1: 800 437 8217. 800 437 8217. 800 437 8217. That's 800 437 8217.
6: No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror?
18: On the road at night, I see two headlights coming toward me. Fast, I have this sudden impulse to turn the wheel quickly, head on into the oncoming car. I can anticipate the explosion, the sound of shattering glass, the flames rising out of the flowing gasoline.
25: Right. Well, I have to to go now, Duane, because I'm due back on the planet Earth.
13: Tittle ain't the man, but Rick Tittle know who the man is, and he slapped his white fanny.
4: All right, I got a few minutes here. Let's go out to Manhattan. Charlie, what you got?
20: The big three. Lonnie Anderson, Heather Locklear, and Farrah Fawcett back in the day. (laughs) um, Had a poster of Farrah. Oh, yeah. still have it, actually. Really? My wife won't let me put it up anymore, but um, <laughs> it's that iconic poster of her in the bathing suit. Anyway. I, I had it. Uh, real quick. I'm sorry? I had it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. You remember the famous Turkey Day episode?
4: Oh, or Herb dressed up?
20: No, 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 where they threw turkeys out of a helicopter. And oh, <laughs>
4: that's right. giving
20: away turkey. Oh, wait, no, Herb dressed up as a there.
4: fish, right?
20: Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, this is the one where okay. they have promotional, where they were giving turkeys away for Thanksgiving, and they <laughs> threw them out the, of out the helicopter, and, he, and Les was on site, and he was doing the whole Hindenburg, oh, the humanity.
4: That's right. <laughs> the
20: turkeys were, were hitting, he said, they're hitting the ground like a sack of wet cement. And uh, they showed all the people, anyway. That, that was good.
4: I always liked uh, the brunette Bailey better than Lonnie.
20: Yeah, so did I. So did I. Oh, yeah. I, I like them, not as. Uh, 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 yeah, I agree. I,
4: but uh, a <laughs> great
20: show, and for Lonnie, that brought back a lot of memories. I'll have to break out that poster and stare at it. <laughs> anyway.
4: <laughs> All right, man. I, I
20: hope that didn't go over wrong, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway. <laughs> Rick, you have a good day, and I'll uh,
4: listen tomorrow. All right, thanks. Stay out of the rain there in uh, New York, Charlie. And, yeah, I was mentioning uh, we already have two games called off uh, for tomorrow. Uh, Yankees-Red Sox is out, and then uh, Twins-Mariners is also out. How are we going to fit in all the games? The thing is... Because we're in, like, football season mode still, kind of, when our team loses the first game, it feels like we lost our first football game or, like, NCAA football. Now we can't go to the national championship. It's just one. All right, thanks for tuning in. Be back tomorrow with another live edition of Titillating Sports.